in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people trying to cross the border Politicians build a new world order Too many minds are convinced they should be led I've gotta be free The way God made men And I won't be ruled by the damn you win Taking your right to self-defense They say you're safer but they don't make sense Dangerous ones will not turn into guns Always ask for more All we buy is made on foreign shores Come a day when there'll be real hell pay I've gotta be free The way God made men And I won't be ruled by the damn you wet Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. Thank you so much for being here, as always. I greatly appreciate it, and there aren't sufficient enough words for me to express that. I want to remind everybody that we are always live on Fridays, and the Friday Night Live show has added Liberty Talk FM to the broadcast family. So thanks all the fine folks over at Liberty Talk for joining us, and hope you guys will uh, be sure to uh, come along and listen as well. Now, today's broadcast primarily for podcast purposes, but we do get rebroadcast on Wednesday over at WCET-FM and, of course, on the last frequency. Therefore, we are across all of the Vera networks. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this broadcast as well. Remember, you guys can hear the live show as well. We kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern on that live show, so be sure to come join us. Now, lots of stuff going on, and I really don't even know where to start with all this stuff. Missed Sunday's broadcast for multiple reasons, and then just wasn't able to get back to it. So lots of stories going on there that I wanted to discuss. By now, you've already heard Elon Musk is vowing to go to war against companies that 
punish employees for any activity on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, basically saying that if you get in trouble at work, or especially if you get fired, uh, we're going to pay your legal fees. A uh, heck of a promise from Elon. Uh, I certainly, certainly uh, am happy to hear it and hope that that plays out as it should. Another story that's kind of, sort of, getting the coverage it should, but really not as much as I would like, because this is important. It's a big deal. We didn't get to talk about it Sunday. It was on the show prep for Sunday, and that's the fact that China and Russia sent warships near the Alaskan coast. Uh, U.S., of course, sent a response, but not exactly a great response. We sent a few ships out to to kind of mirror and observe, and we uh, had a plane fly over, keeping an eye on them, too. But uh, this is sending a message, guys. China and Russia getting together, sending these naval warships right off the coast of Alaska. They are not afraid of the Biden administration. And they are still testing the boundaries and seeing what type of response they can expect given that Russia is not about to give up their efforts in Ukraine and the fact that China is probably making a move on Taiwan within the next couple of months, if not sooner. And it really doesn't make me feel good to have to point that out. So those were two stories that were in the show prep for Sunday that we didn't get to. By now, you've heard quite a bit about it. Another story that was in the show prep, one of the... uh, culture war stories that I'd like to get in. NASCAR suspended a driver for liking a George Floyd meme. Uh, Meaning, of course, and we've seen this coming for a while. We know it was happening, but NASCAR is officially woke. As they started trying to expand out of the South, it became clearer and clearer that their intentions was to go to California and go to northern states where lefties live. So, ah, Fine there, expand the sport if you can, but what on earth does Noah Gregson's suspension uh, really accomplish? Why is Noah being suspended because he liked a meme? Oh, it's not not socially conscious enough. It's a terrible, terrible thing, and for the love of Pete. It's just ridiculousness. NASCAR should face some type of response for that. Okay, before we get into today's primary topics, I need to talk to you a little bit about one of our great sponsors. Of course, we are talking about Vanish Holsters. Yes, that's right. I'm mixing things up a little bit today. Uh, Vanish Holsters is quickly becoming one of the country's most popular holsters because according to thousands of their customers, they are the most comfortable. And that's really a thing where gun owners like myself, I know there's a lot of you out there done the same thing. We'll get us a brand new firearm. We're enjoying that handgun. We're uh, babying it. We're cleaning it. We're target uh, shooting. It's just we're having all kinds of fun with it, and we get ourselves a brand new holster to go with, and we think it's going to be perfect, and it's going to be awesome, but then when we actually try to carry with it, the holster is so uncomfortable, we eventually just kind of stop. It's a bad deal. So that's why Vanish is really, really picking up that uh, that little bit of space where we don't have to worry about comfort. 
It's designed for comfort. It's designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns. It's designed to hold two magazines. Uh, so you've got two additional magazines beside what you have loaded and ready to go. It's designed to work without a tactical belt. And you can carry in multiple positions, getting back to that comfortable thing. So it's a win-win-win all the way around for gun owners across the board. You don't ever have to worry about not caring because of comfort. You might have something else pop up, but comfort won't be the issue. Just go to www.vnsh.com backslash TAPP and you want to make sure you use the backslash TAPP because that automatically activates a $50 discount for you when you decide to make a purchase. And after a little more prodding and proding, uh, I've been able to convince the folks over at Vanish to extend that uh, $50 discount to the end of August. And I'm going to keep working on it uh, again. If you guys keep uh, showing up and ordering, and maybe we can uh, continue that out for the next gun owner, because there's one thing I know, gun owners are about community and when you are a fellow gun owner you want to help out the others and if you're going to go and buy something that you're going to get anyway why not go ahead and take full advantage of the discount save yourself some money and help the community by continuing to help put the pressure on vanish to keep that discount in place so again if you haven't already done it you're running out of time if you have and decide you want to Go purchase again. By all means, go do that as well. Just don't hesitate because, like I said, uh, I've been successful here trying to extend this discount. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do that. Uh, Bidenomics hurts businesses too, guys. All right. Speaking of Bidenomics, let's move away from the economic standpoint. And let's talk about the Biden administration's efforts to stick their noses in places they shouldn't be. Right now, we are, of course, talking about the fact that the Biden administration's Department of Justice is moving right now to try and insert itself into the Virginia fight over Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed transgender policies. Uh, writing to a local school board member, well, the, the all of the board, actually, to offer the federal government's, quote, services in conflict resolution ahead of the vote over whether or not to adopt the proposal. Now, Yunkin's transgender policies are what most conservatives would refer to as common sense. Okay, we're talking about primarily activities within schools, and we'll get to those details uh, a little bit later. But the fact that the Biden administration seems to think they have a role to play here tells you that they're not willing to lose ground. They are willing to overstep their constitutional limited uh, uh, power here, their constitutionally limited authority. They're willing to overstep everything. But you see, right now, they're at least pretending to be... Uh, stand back a, as a concerned observer where we're not going to interfere directly unless we're invited. But they're hinting quite heavily that you really need to invite us. Uh, almost intimidating to a certain degree. Uh, not that the Biden administration would ever do anything 
extra constitutional or beyond the scope of what's legally allowed by the Constitution. They certainly wouldn't engage in censorship of people on social media, as an example. They would never do that. Anyway, in emails to local school board members obtained by the Daily Wire, and the Daily Wire was reporting here, hat tip to them, the Department of Justice's Community Relations Service they said that it was aware of ongoing community tensions in Roanoke following the release of the new model policies for transgender students. Now, a government conciliation specialist told the board members that the agency specializes in preventing and responding to community tensions and hate crimes. Hmm. Wonder why they wanted to include that last bit. Wonder if they're trying to just sound a little more ominous for no apparent reason. Surely, surely it's just coincidental. Surely that's not meant to intimidate anyone. That's, no, 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 that couldn't be it. Anyway, so they're preventing, uh, uh, and responding to community tensions and hate crimes, which evidently they seem to think Governor Youngkin's uh, proposal is a hate crime. Uh, that's kind of the insinuation here. But they wanted to, quote, offer support and services. You're clearly support and services as you guys work to manage conflict within the community. Uh, related to the transgender policies. Now, we don't want to overstep. We just know this is a sensitive issue. Yeah. Okay, so the emails came just days after two activists were arrested at the Roanoke, Virginia school board meeting where the proposals were being presented. There were no documented hate crimes in Roanoke. Important to remember that the two individuals arrested were reportedly detained for repeatedly yelling protect trans lives to disrupt the meeting. Now, this may come as a surprise to most leftists when they're the ones protesting, but you can be arrested for legally protesting if you're disrupting official business. And that's what was happening here. Now, that doesn't make it right, you know, that again, most of the time this type of protest, at least back in the 60s when the protest meant something and it was typically for a positive thing, uh, the expectation was to be arrested. The idea is you're being civil disobedient, so you are expecting to be arrested and you're hoping to draw more attention and sympathy to your cause by virtue of showing that you're prepared to peacefully stand up to the man and risk being incarcerated and risk possibly worse under certain circumstances. Thankfully, we're mostly past that kind of thing, but surprise! Uh, of course, the left not at all surprised that you can arrest somebody for protesting if the protesters happen to be conservatives, Christians, white, male, or just randomly supporting conservative ideology, uh, no matter what the descriptors to describe the individual might be. Anyway, as I was saying, no hate crimes. The two that were 
taken into custody. They were detained for disrupting the meeting. Now, Yunkin's suggested policies for school boards, uh, finalized uh, on July 18th, say that schools should not help a child transition to a different gender without his or her parents' consent. Now, I would go one further. I think that's crazily, uh, uh, just insanely diplomatic. I think you're trying a little too hard, Governor uh, Youngkin, in trying to uh, meet the other side halfway. Because at the end of the day, schools should not be helping child transition, period. That's not the role of school. It's just not. You're there to educate and to, during the day when the children are in your charge, uh, protect them as though you were a parent, not lead them and teach them morality. That's their parents' job. Your job is to educate while they're there and protect them from harm, like, say, some crazed wannabe infamous moron who wants to show up and shoot up a school. Your job is to find ways to protect those students. And, oh, by the way, trying to disarm your community's legally carrying uh, gun owners, that's not a way to go about that. Anyway, digressing, he says in the plan, and, and again, this is a compromise effort. I get it. But there are certain things you just shouldn't compromise on. The school should be doing what the job of the school is. And helping a child to transition with or without parental consent, not the job of the school. Now, Youngkin's office says the attempt to insert itself as mediator in a local Virginia political disagreement shows that the Biden administration, quote, hasn't learned its lesson from October of 2021 when Attorney General Meritless Garland, uh, you may know him as Merrick, but Meritless actually I think is a more appropriate uh, name. When A.G. Garland ordered federal law enforcement to monitor angry parents at Virginia school board meetings after the National School Board Association labeled them as potential domestic terrorists, I mean the FBI is willing to show up to keep an eye on somebody that raises their voice at a school board meeting, uh, even if the only reason they raised their voice was because the microphone wasn't working. You know, they're, they're out there trying to be heard. Gotta, gotta speak. Gotta raise your voice sometimes when you're publicly speaking. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, quoting again. The fact that the Biden DOJ hasn't learned its lesson from the last time they overstepped their authority shows a stunning lack of judgment. This according to uh, McCarley Porter, a Youngkin's spokeswoman. McCarley. Anyway, after, back to quoting, after playing into the false narrative that Loudoun County parents were domestic terrorists, it is trying to undermine Governor Youngkin's new initiative to ensure that parents are part of the conversation about their own child's identity in school. During a time when they should be reinforcing America's trust in our justice system, the progressive left at the DOJ is doing exactly the opposite, continuing to act as a political arm of the Democratic Party. Again, this is still Porter, uh, quoting from Porter. Now, 
it's kind of unclear whether the DOJ will actually physically send mediators into the Virginia County, which, of course, Yunkin carried, uh, if you're concerned about this type of democratic, by about 30 points when he was elected back in 2021. Amy Cardona, a CRS spokeswoman, who also includes her pronouns in her emails, uh, again, speaking to the Daily Wire, who was reporting the story again, hat tip to the Daily Wire, uh, that the government mediators can be invited into a community by, quote, any of the stakeholders involved, or even unsolicited. Now, again, sorry, they can they might be able to be invited by folks that are going to be engaged in the discussion. But that still doesn't mean that the Virginia school boards, in this case the Roanoke in particular, is under any obligation to pay any attention to them whatsoever. None. Nada. Zip. They have no authority here. And unless both sides agree to mediation... Uh, nobody can just insert themselves in as a mediator. So I'm sorry to bust your bubble there, Amy, but uh, not so much. And if they just show up unsolicited, if they show up uninvited, uh, there is nothing keeping the school board from saying, uh, thanks for coming, and now see yourself uh, out the door. And don't dare try to disrupt the meeting because a Roanoke school system, in case you missed how this story started, isn't at all concerned about what might happen if someone who disrupts the meeting gets detained. Now, wouldn't that be fantastic? Anyway, CRS can be invited into a community. I'm quoting uh, Miss Cardona again at this point, CRS can be invited into a community by any of the stakeholders involved, including local or state officials, community leaders, or even private citizens, like the protesters that were uh, detained from the last meeting, perhaps. It almost sounds, I'm sorry, it, it almost sounds to me like Amy is trying to lay the groundwork for the Biden administration to just send people there. We're just showing up, and, and of course we're here. A stakeholder, meaning anybody affected, a stakeholder uh, invited us. Really? Which one? Are you going to be able to provide us a list of names? Are you going to be able to tell us who invited you? Because without an invitation, you're not welcome. And again, as I said just a second ago, when it comes to actual mediation, if both parties don't agree to it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. You've got no legal authority to force yourself in here. The best case scenario, if you happen to be a Biden-supporting, school-transing, leftist moron, uh, the best case scenario for you is maybe the Biden administration says, okay, well, we're not going to give you any more federal dollars. At this point, if Yunkin and company hasn't made contingencies to cover their expenses without getting federal dollars, then they're already behind schedule. Uh, at this point, every state where there are common sense conservatives that are running the place needs to be prepared to just not get 
federal dollars at all because the Biden administration is going to start withholding. I mean, that's going to be their tool to try to beat you down into acceptance. When they don't get their way through whining and through threatening and through bullying online through their little foot soldiers and through Antifos, uh, then that's going to be the next step. It's going to be more direct. And don't be surprised to see. My only hope is that Biden is removed before he's in a position to be able to do very much of that. But mark it down, boys and girls. That is coming. So again, Virginia and, like I said, any other red state that is trying to do the same thing, actually protect the children from the trans agenda that these morons are pushing. Um, if you're not already prepared to be able to operate without federal dollars, uh, you better get to work on that. And I would also have your state attorney general, attorneys general, prepared to start filing uh, legal actions that if they start withholding federal dollars for whatever reason, that you get to start withholding the federal taxes that you collect. Because if you're not going to get the benefits from the programs that they're supposed to, there's no reason why you should let those dollars leave your state. And you could tie that up and just leave that money in account, drawing interest on it, of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, at the very least, you get to keep the interest. So you can keep that tied up for years if you wanted to, and hopefully long enough to get a new uh, occupier of the White House, presumably one with a little more common sense, or at least not a freaking venal houseplant at the very least. But anyway, let me get back to finishing Miss Cordona's statement. Uh, quoting again, CRS can also initiate involvement in communities where we believe our services can be of assistance, meaning we don't need to be invited. But that's just not true. Condra? Is that the I would keep saying uh, I said something else, but I think it's Condra. Anyway, I'm just going to call her Amy moving forward. Uh, so Amy didn't respond to inquiries on what prompted the CRS to involve itself in Roanoke or whether it could point to any criminal activity or any hate crimes, obviously, because they can't. Uh, the DOJ says that community relations service mediators are impartial. You believe that, right? Because I don't. Anyway, they are impartial, according to the DOJ, and that it does not advocate for any party nor for any particular issue <clears throat> bovine excrement. Rather, the mediator is focused on delivering a fair and unbiased process that assists parties to develop agreements. Uh, agreements like do what the Biden administration wants or else. That's the agreement. That's what you're supposed to just agree to. The CRS, however, has exhibited clear bias on the transgender issue. It runs training programs for law enforcement officers on engaging and building relationships with transgender communities, where participants learn about issues impacting transgender communities and individuals such as social and economic disparities, and high rates of violence and suicide. 
In March, CRS joined with the DOJ's Civil Rights Division, which is suing states that enact transgender policies that the Biden administration doesn't like. You know, like what Governor Duncan is trying to get pushed through in Virginia. Yeah, uh, suing states like that that enact these transgender policies. And uh, they've also uh, joined with the DOJ Civil Rights Division to celebrate the Transgender Day of Visibility. Uh, and just note to self, have yet to meet the first invisible transgender. Uh, just hasn't happened yet. There might be a few of them that are like Drax the Destroyer in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I believe it was the second one where he was sitting there eating Zagnuts, but he thought he was moving so slow that he'd become invisible. There might be some folks like that where you think you're invisible, we still see you. And all these funny, funky things that you do to get noticed, we see you too. It's kind of weird. It's almost like the neck tattoo effect, because uh, they'll, they'll do all these wild things to draw attention and to get noticed and to advertise who they are. And then if you look at it, you know, for like more than a minute, because basically that's what you're being invited to do when you see these things, then some of them, not all, but some still have the nerve to act angry that you notice. If you don't want me to notice you, stop begging me to notice you. If you do want me to notice you, stop acting like you're mad that I noticed you. And guess what again? If you simply reasonably engage with the people around you, You'll be seen, you'll be heard, you will be acknowledged. And not in a bad way. Does that mean that everyone's going to be nice? No, but guess what? Not everyone is nice to anyone. We all run into people It's like, what would you do that for? Anyway. The point here is it's pretty, pretty obvious that the uh, CRS, they're not unbiased. They have their pet projects. Hannah Levine, uh, the CRS conciliation specialist, also included her preferred pronouns in her email to the Roanoke School Board members. Levine did not respond to requests for comment, but uh, it's kind of funny, just as a note, the Trump administration tried to eliminate funding to the DOJ's CRS program through all of Trump's budgets. Unfortunately, he was ultimately unsuccessful with that, and we still have to face this now. The real issue, the real problem, is that we see, again, a designated effort by the Biden administration to overstep its bounds and do things that it simply should not be doing. All right, let's take the mid-hour break, and when we come back, we will move on to the next topic. Uh, Democrats remain out of control. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Suck a punch, somebody on a sidewalk. 
Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Who in America can LeBron James blame now? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Mr. China lover, NBA future Hall of Famer, LeBron James has never been known for scholarly prowess. But not even I could have imagined that when he dropped into his crime-ridden hometown of Akron, Ohio, with great fanfare and media coverage in 2018, promising to fund a new sort of school to help educate young people, Many hailed him as the savior the city needs. But, unfortunately, LeBron's I Promise School never, ever lived up to the hype. In fact, it turned out to be an intellectual nightmare of broken promises. Not a single eighth grader at the I Promise School founded by LeBron James has passed their state math test in three years. Two of I Promise's biggest subgroups, students who are black and those with disabilities are now testing at the bottom 5% in the state. As if this page of the Edwards Notebook, China James, is getting media passes for that school's utter failure to educate. Yet another glaring example of America's precipitous and heartbreaking decline. Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. Mm, I'm Ron Edwards. Join me weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Beanstalk is designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have 
is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap Into the Truth with Tim Tapp. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, thanks to Rod Eccles, uh, great guest, great radio show uh, host himself, absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, if you're not listening to the Rod Eccles show over on ZMA Radio, you are missing out. Before we get back into the uh, swing of the next story, I do need to address a little something from our friends over at Native Path. So we've been talking about how wokeness has even invaded healthcare, and unfortunately, more and more stories about that, news stories, uh, keep surfacing. So you really do have to take your own health into your own hands, period, into that discussion. And the folks over at Native Path, they're trying to help you to do that. Uh, if you're worried about heart disease, blood clots, strokes, kidney failure, well, then you really shouldn't be taking ibuprofen because you can find those things on the back of a bottle of ibuprofen and the list of possible side effects. On top of all that, ibuprofen doesn't even get to the main cause of your pain. Uh, Certainly doesn't help you with the swelling problems. Best case scenario, ibuprofen is temporary pain relief that's only masking the true problem, which is inflammation. It's not a solution to your pain. Right now, you can go to stopmyinflation.com backslash T-A-P-P to learn more and to see your special offer for being a listener of Tap Into The Truth. It's, it's a case for remembering that that ibuprofen, it's not only ineffective, it's expensive. 
And it can be downright dangerous if you happen to be one of the persons that suffers from the side effect, especially if you happen to be a senior. That's why researchers are saying to add Antarctic supernutrient found in this Antarctic krill oil supplement from Native Path to your diet. You need to add it. I'm talking about omega-3 fatty acids. That's what they're really concerned about. Not just any form of omegas. These are omega-3 fatty acids sourced from wild-caught krill. The omega-3 content from krill oil has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And that's what it has done for me. I, I keep telling you that. I've been taking it now. It has worked wonders for me. Truth of the matter is, the omega-3 fatty acids in the Native Path krill oil, it can outperform ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol. And it doesn't have the dangerous side effects mentioned earlier. doesn't have any of them. Better yet, for a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic krill oil for as low as $23 a bottle. That's a bottle of 30, um, one month supply. It's a sweet deal. Just go to stopmyinflammation.com backslash TAPP right now and get your special offer for being part of the Tap Into the Truth audience. Uh, that's stopmyinflammation.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right. Thank you so very much for uh, staying with me as I try to sell you something. I definitely want to keep the sponsors happy. Uh, they're making the show better every day. Uh, this next story, though. Democrats, they keep trying to find tricks to get at you, right? They're trying to keep you from being able to legally carry a firearm. So their new effort is a tax. They want to put a thousand percent tax on assault weapons. And wait till you find out, wait till you hear, if you haven't already, how they define assault weapons. Okay, so Democrats in the House of Representatives right now are putting all the pressure they can muster on Kevin McCarthy to hold a vote on legislation that would place an excise tax on what they consider to be assault weapons and increase gun prices by a thousand percent. More than two dozen Democrats, including Representative Don Baer of Virginia, penned a letter to the House Speaker to bring the legislation to the floor as soon as possible. This, of course, reported by The Hill. So, hat tip to The Hill. The members of the Gun Violence Prevention Task Force, a pretty name, bet they don't do what they're uh, claiming they do. Anyway, the members of the Gun Violence Prevention Task Force put forward the same suggestion that was proposed back in 2022 when 38 Democrats wanted to push this incredible tax increase on gun manufacturers. An excise tax, which places a duty on the product at the moment of manufacturing, would increase the price of a 
$1,000 firearm to a $10,000 price tag before it even gets to a retailer. See what they're trying to do here? They're going to say, we're not banning guns. We're not infringing on your God-given, constitutionally protected right to own and bear. We're just, you know, trying to nudge us in a direction they'd rather we go by virtue of trying to make it so expensive that only super rich people and criminals can afford to have guns. If they were to do this, they would create such a huge black market for fire gun, uh, firearms that the one that currently exists would explode. Goodness gracious. As there was no new published version of this suggestion, it's a little unclear whether the legislation differs from the 2022 text at all, which just so happened to come from the same Democratic member of the House. In the previous iteration, the tax was imposed on any magazine or related device that can accept more than 10 rounds of ammunition. The provided definition for a semi-automatic assault weapon in the legislation, the, the earlier version, and again, we haven't seen a new version, so we're presuming that they basically just reintroduced the same bill. The, the provided definition of semi-automatic assault weapon was a semi-automatic rifle or pistol with a fixed magazine of 10 rounds or more or that has other various features, meaning that you might have an eight-round magazine, but you still might qualify. Basically, any gun fitting the definition would have the excise tax applied. Now, I don't know about you, I've not seen very many semi-automatic uh, firearms that the magazine doesn't hold 10 rounds. Personally, I prefer the ones that hold 30 to 50 rounds. Those are pretty good. I, I have a few of those. Those are the ones I love to shoot the most when I'm target shooting. When I'm out there practicing on the range, that's the ones I, they're the ones that are the most fun. But they're also the ones that can do the best job if you're ever in a situation where you have to defend yourself. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, quoting from the letter from this group of Democrats who seems to think that they're fighting against gun violence everywhere, when really all they're trying to do is make it harder for law-abiding citizens to own a firearm of their very own, it said, quote, We are disappointed that Republican leadership canceled votes in July with so many pressing issues facing our country. Foremost amongst those is the gun violence crisis that is the leading cause of death for children in America. Oh, yeah, tragic, tragic. Uh, clearly, they have no clue how to stop it. Clearly, they're ignoring the fact that most children in this country that are dying as a result of gun violence are happening in cities 
that have been under complete lock, stock, and barrel Democratic control for decades, if not better than a century at this point. Yeah, we're, we're going to forget all of that, and we're going to pretend like it's all the Republicans' fault because they won't help us take Americans' guns away. Anyway, back to quoting. <clears throat> As members of the Gun Violence Prevention Task Force, trademark, we call on you to schedule votes on gun violence prevention legislation as soon as possible this year. We also have a new standing request that should the vote schedule uh, fall apart again, you would fill that time to vote on life-saving gun violence prevention legislation instead of canceling votes altogether. We want it on the floor. We want all of you being mean Republicans that are controlling the House right now on the record as standing against our efforts to stop gun violence. Well, of course, they should do it. And the Republicans should stand firm. No squishy rhino behavior here. They should all stand firm. So if Kevin McCarthy thinks for just a second any Republicans might run away to the Democratic side of this, clearly don't do it. There's no reason to let this thing see the light of day if you don't have the votes to completely dominate it. But yes, Republicans should be on the record for saying, no, Democrats, we're not going to try to manipulate the American people by overtaxing an item you don't want them to have. That is still infringing on the God-given, constitutionally protected right to own firearms. It's an infringement. It's unconstitutional. So yes, we'll be on the record of saying, no, bad Democrat, stop trying to raise taxes, stop trying to trick the American people, and stop trying to act like you're the hero here that's screaming into the forest with only deaf ears that the words fall upon. Stop pretending like you're the good guys here, because you're not. It's about messaging here, guys, and we need to control this message because we, conservative Americans, win on this message when we convey it properly. When we don't let emotion rule the day, and we simply state facts. Uh, fact number one that you've heard a million times that they even dismiss now, and the reason they dismiss it is because they don't have a good response to it, is Passing gun laws don't stop criminals. There's already laws against murder. Has it stopped murder? No. There's laws against robbing banks. Has it stopped people from robbing banks? No. Improving security has went a long way towards slowing that down. But it wasn't removing guns from the situation. No, no, that didn't stop it. Uh, it's against the law to rape, pillage, steal, plunder. It's against the law to do all those things. And yet, all those things continue to happen. Although, again, I would like to point out just a little statistic for you to keep in mind, a little food for thought. Those things tend to happen far less frequency in communities with higher gun ownership per capita. Hmm. And the inverse is also true. They seem to happen disproportionately more in communities that have less 
legal gun ownership per capita. It's a strange coincidence. And the thing about that particular statistic is it remains true. It's been true as long as they've been able to keep the statistic, starting back in the uh, 1920s, I believe. I'd have to double check. But yeah, all the way back from the 20s, hasn't changed, although you do have some folks now trying to claim that that's just not the case. It is the case. It is the truth. Don't let democratic lies try to convince you otherwise. Don't let them trick you. Now, <clears throat> speaking of democratic lies, numbers don't lie, but statistics can be manipulated when you cherry-pick certain points of the data instead of showing the full picture. good example of that was this particular group provided statistics about gun violence, including that <clears throat> 1,686 children were killed, and another 4,485 were injured by gun violence in 2022. Continued to call the violence preventable carnage, and said that the Republican-controlled House, quote, has yet to vote on even one gun violence prevention bill. Now, again, I love the political spin. I love naming things the opposite of what they actually are. I love it because it's getting so utterly ridiculous. I mean, you want to look at the Affordable Health Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare? Well, yeah, that was real affordable. It made insurance more expensive, and it made health care more expensive, and it really helped fewer people than before because a lot of people that could get insurance from their work weren't able to get it anymore. So, good job, Dems. Um, let's see here. What's some others? The Inflation Reduction Act literally did the opposite. Somehow, I think that gun violence prevention laws, it's probably just going to make things worse. Why? Because that's what you guys do. Now, according to Breitbart, hat tip to Breitbart, California has an assault weapons ban in-state, while having the most firearm-related homicides in any state in 2021. Breitbart also stated that 17% of annual firearm murders in the country happen in California, at least, again, in 2021. Statistics, they cut both ways when you paint the full picture. They cut both ways. Anyway, let's let's just remember. They want a 1,000% excise tax on firearms because, A, they know that there's still going to be wealthy people that are going to pay whatever it takes to have firearms. They know that security businesses are just going to charge more in their contracts so they can legally own firearms. So for them, it's a way of getting a big chunk of change. And presumably at that level, that might almost balance the total number of uh, law-abiding citizens that's no longer going to be able to afford to purchase a firearm at that tax level uh, if these businesses or wealthy individuals continue to purchase 
along the same level that they currently are. So literally about a thousand to one based on what the current tax level is in most places. Yeah. They want the money, but they really, really want to change our behavior. They want the American people disarmed, and they don't care how they do it. I said it before. I will say again. Clearly, this is an attempt to infringe. And I'm sorry, Democrats. Second Amendment's got that covered. Shall not infringe on our right to have and bear. Have and bear arms. What do you think bear means? It means not only to have it, but to have it on your person. Even have it visible. Open carry is a constitutional requirement. And we still go around pretending like, yeah, not really. Now you can conceal carry if you choose. But open carry, it's constitutionally permitted. And there's, without an amendment nullifying the Second Amendment, uh, then the Constitution can't be undone by passing a law. Period. It's just not a thing. Alright, guess what? The reason your God-given constantly, constitutionally protected rights matter is because we live in an age right now where we are teetering on disaster. Between Bidenomics and political division that this particular administration seems to be fanning the flames of, you just don't know what's going to happen next, what bad things might happen. You just don't know. So with that in mind, you need to be prepared. Get yourself ready. When things go sideways, you don't want to be left without the ability to take care of yourself. Be self-sufficient. That's really the only way to truly enjoy all the blessings of individual liberty. And our friends over at Four Patriots have been trying to help you for a long time to be as self-sufficient as possible. What you need to do right now is stock up on food, emergency food kits that taste good. Again, our friends over at Four Patriots, they've got you covered. So what I'm going to ask you to do right now is to go visit our friends at Four Patriots by going to www dot the number four patriots.com look at everything they have and then when you decide to make a purchase whether it's some of those uh, emergency food kits or maybe it's a sidekick solar battery or maybe something a bit larger whatever it might be don't forget to use promo code tap that's t-a-p-p -P, at checkout so that you can save yourself 10 percent at binomics we need to save money plain and simple one more time that's for patriots the number four patriots.com use promo code tap at checkout save yourself 10 percent. let's reset the hour and when we come back we will continue don't go anywhere Just above the gun Hear the wind Cross the plain 
There is no fear that I must contain And I'm in the eye of the hurricane I see the sweat across his brow I'm poised to draw in eternal now Fastest one is the one who's slain. I still stand, got the better aim. And I'm in the eye of the hurricane. This is Gordon Knight with Deep Seek Diaries. You're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. Quick reminder, if you're not familiar with Gordon Knight's story, man, you got to hit the archives and give it a listen. Uh, you also can go over to Rumble as I have separated the Gordon Knight interview in particular. So uh, just look me up over at Rumble and you could watch that. Uh, it's just crazy. The man is a political refugee in the United States uh, running away from Canada because he had the nerve to stand up to the Canadian government when the Canadian government tried to muscle in on his family business. Uh, they wrote manuals for wiring electrical stuff. That That's it. And the government made him a criminal. He's had to hide out because he had the nerve to stand up and fight. It's a heck of a story. Uh, again, go listen to it sometime if you haven't already. Uh, may try to get him back on at some point, but he's been really hard to get a hold of. All right, before we jump into uh, the uh, second hour storyline, I uh, want to address all of our uh, all of our fine, fine sponsors. Uh, still trying to mix things up a little bit, so if you're coming in and, and listening, that you, you're, you're not always hearing it in the same order, because that's kind of a thing I've been doing uh, as of late. Uh, I kind of went down the order in which they come on board, and yeah, that that's probably just not fair because all these sponsors are doing sponsor work. So I, I need to try to mix things up and make sure that if somebody's listening at the top of the hour uh, that maybe didn't doesn't get to stay, that they get a fair chance to be heard. So as we've discussed on multiple occasions, a lot of woke has made its way into the medical profession. At that rate, you just cannot... You can't trust them to do what's in your best interest. A lot of them now are being trained to follow the woke mentality, to put the agenda ahead of your health care. Now, it doesn't matter that that's literally their job. Uh, no, it's about protecting the agenda. So with that in mind, you do have to take your personal health into your own hands. A good way to do that is to, you know, take a look at our friends over at Native Path. We've got a lot of cool stuff over there, but we're still trying to introduce you to their Antarctic Krill Supplement. Now, currently, they want you to be aware of some of the things that ibuprofen can and cannot do. First and foremost, heart disease, blood clots, strokes, kidney failure. Those are all things that you can find on the back of an ibuprofen bottle on the list of possible side effects. On top of that, ibuprofen doesn't even really get to the cause of your pain or the swelling. It's only temporary relief at best, and it's only masking the real problem, which is inflammation. It's not a solution to your pain. It's not only ineffective... It's expensive, and it's downright dangerous for seniors when you look at those side effects and understand that they're more susceptible to it. So right now, you can go to StopMyInflammation.com backslash T-A-P-P to learn more and see for yourself a special offer that's being made available just to listeners of Tap Into The Truth. When you look at what researchers are saying, when they're asking you to add the Antarctic super nutrient, the omega-3 fatty acids, to your diet, you can't go wrong utilizing 
native path Antarctic krill oil. It is concentrated omega-3 fatty acid. These omega-3 fatty acids, they're sourced from wild-caught krill. The omega-3 content from krill oil has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And I can attest to that part. It can outperform ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol when it comes to pain relief because it's reducing the inflammation, the actual cause of your pain. And it doesn't have any of those dangerous side effects that we talked about just a little while ago. Better yet, for a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 a bottle. Uh, that's a bottle of 30. That is a one-month supply. If you're taking one a day, you can take up to two if you feel the need. Uh, certainly would be helpful. I've been taking one. And while... My primary purpose was hopefully to help with inflammation and joint pain. I can't begin to express to you enough how well it has actually worked in that arena. That's literally what I've got. And and I can tell the difference. If for some reason I miss more than a day taking it, and that happened to me once when my wife had a medical emergency and I was away from the house for a couple of days, I could feel the difference. I could tell. I, it was like, oh my gosh, I better get back to taking that. Uh, I can tell you that Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil is going to stay in my supplement uh, rotation even when they stop being a sponsor of the show. They're that good. It's, it's worked more. I can't guarantee you that it's going to have the same effect for you that it has for me, but I can promise you it has worked miracles for me. Anyway, just go to stopmyinflammation.com backslash TAP right now. Get your special offer just for being part of the Tap Into the Truth audience. That's stopmyinflammation.com backslash TAPP. Uh, there will be a link in the show description if you're listening to the podcast. All right, let's uh, pick up the pace now, shall we? This is a story that you're going to get plenty of discussion about when it comes to conservative news sources. Sadly, it's only going to be conservative news sources that reports this because the mainstream legacy news outlets, they're going to pretend this didn't happen. Now, if this had been Donald Trump that this had happened to, this would be a nonstop 24-7, one more bad thing that the orange man who's bad did. Just one more thing that the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist did wrong. But the fact that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. did it means, uh, move along, nothing to see here. So what am I talking about? Some of you probably already guessed. Gold Star Mother Cheryl Rex and Wounded Marine Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews told very similar stories about Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., when he, in a very presidential trip, made a visit. You see, Joe Biden does this little thing. Vargas Andrews and Cheryl Rex, they weren't impressed with Joe Biden because Joe Biden couldn't, couldn't talk to these people about their loss. He, he couldn't consoling listen to their story or offer a shoulder or firm handshake or, or just to be there, to acknowledge that 
the nation mourned the same loss that they were feeling, that there was a debt that the country could not possibly repay that was owed to these people. No, he couldn't do any of that. He has to talk about him and how he felt when Bo Biden died. See, Bo Biden served in the military. He did. He didn't die in the military. He didn't die in action. He didn't die uh, while he was still active duty. He didn't die when he was on a reservist mission. He died because of cancer. Tragic in its own right. Certainly don't mean to sound as if I don't think that to be the case. But to constantly try to conflate Bo Biden's death with, I understand how you feel because... I, too, have lost. Everyone has lost someone. But until you lose a certain someone, you can't. And when you look at people who have lost a life or who have lost major body parts, sacrificed a great deal, but managed to survive, you cannot understand that feeling unless you have the same loss in the same circumstance, military service, lose somebody because they were serving the country, because they were doing the bidding of the government, that's a different, a whole different animal than cancer got me. It's a different kind of tragedy. It's a different kind of feeling. Now, Sergeant Vargas Andrews was wounded in a suicide bomb attack that uh, happened to have occurred at Kabul's uh, International Airport, you know, back on August 16th of 2021, uh, the very same attack that killed uh, Cheryl Rex's son, a, uh, a Dylan uh, Marola, and just so happened to kill 12 other American service members. And he said that Biden came to visit him while he was recovering in the hospital. Now, again, this is the withdrawal from Afghanistan, right? The one that, well, I'll just diplomatically say should have been handled better. Sergeant Vargas Andrews described the situation, explaining that he had lost his right arm and his left was all but immobilized with just the tips of his fingers sticking out of a massive cast. And he said that Biden didn't really greet him when he entered the room, opting instead to grab his exposed fingers like he was shaking his hand. I was like, okay, that's weird. And, you know, almost immediately he starts talking like about how their son served in the military doesn't say anything about what happened, just talking about how their son served in the military. Again, we're talking about Joe, uh, about Bo Biden here. No mention of Hunter, who technically was in the military until he got kicked out for drug abuse. But, uh, you know, technically he, he served for a few minutes, kind of. But he was talking about Bo. Then Vargas Andrews said that by then... His mother was furious and told the president and his entourage that they needed to take care of her son for the rest of his effing life. Obviously, she was a little angry about it. <laughs> he said that the exchange got 
even stranger after that, explaining that Biden bent over to talk to him and ask, What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Uh, did he somehow think that when mom said you need to take care of him for the rest of his life, that he had a list of demands immediately? Did he somehow think that he needed uh, a glass of water and he was going to have somebody run and get it for him? It's such a strange question in that particular moment. What do you want? I mean, I guess at least he wasn't sniffing his hair when he bent over or something weird like that. Not that Joe Biden would ever do that to anyone. But what do you want? Well, needless to say, the sergeant was just as confused. How do we know that? Because again, Vargas Andrews uh, quoted as saying, I was confused. <laughs> I just got blown up, saw my effing friends die next to me. I just want to be myself. Now, Biden didn't seem to understand what he meant. I, and maybe, maybe he just didn't hear it. Maybe. Or maybe Joe Biden's age-addled mind couldn't comprehend. Perhaps saying, I just want to be myself, didn't compute. Maybe that was just as confusing to him as, what do you want, was confusing uh, as far as a question to ask in that situation. But the remainder of the conversation, again, according to Vargas Andrews, which he says was brief, avoided any mention of the explosion that nearly ended his life. They didn't want to talk about it. Of course, Biden doesn't want to talk about it. Biden is responsible for it. He is more personally responsible for the injuries that he suffered than perhaps any other setting president of the United States has been for injuries that have befell service members in the past. Because they didn't have to be hitting the emergency exit button in the withdrawal with Afghanistan. They never had to do that. He was under no obligation to do it. He'll try to tell you he was, and then he'll try and tout it like somehow he did some magically wonderful, awesome thing. Uh, good luck making that a campaign uh, talking point. In fact, I hope you do. I think there's a lot of Democrats that need to be reminded of how badly you botched this. How you made Saigon look like an organized withdrawal. It's not going to be like that. You're right. It was much worse. It's insane. Oh, da, 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 da. And then, okay, we're just going to turn over the country to the Taliban because, you know, the Taliban's trustworthy. And then uh, suicide bombers... Uh, running around in the crowd, they're doing practice runs. They're spotted by military agents who knew these people were suicide bombers. They were terrorists. They knew what they were up to. Can we get the green light? Can someone please give us permission to take out the bad guys in the crowd before they hurt someone? No, 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 no. We can't do that. Can't do it. Nope. And you know, that came down the chain of command. 
You know, there was an order from the commander-in-chief, who unfortunately was supposed to be Joseph Robinette by Jr. at that moment in time, heaven help us whoever was actually making the call, that had already told full command all the way down, uh, you're not to engage and stuff like that. If anybody gets hurt, it's on them. Except only innocent people got hurt. And of course, our service members, our military people... So, naturally, we've got to talk about Bo Biden. we got to talk about how, what is it you want. Uh, we got to talk about anything but the fact that, oh, by the way, sorry, my bad. Which, actually, as in, con- insincere and as tone-deaf as that would be, would still be better than what we've got. It would still be better than what Joseph Biden's response to the withdrawal from Afghanistan would have been. This is why this story still needs to be talked about. I don't care how many times you hear it. This needs to be on the lips of conservatives and even maybe not so conservative, but people that have loved ones or who they themselves are currently serving in an active duty or a reservist role, because this guy is going to get us into something bad soon. We've already seen the signs. We saw over the weekend Russia and China pushing right up to the border of U.S. territory waters, uh, cruising and, and patrolling around Alaska. That was by design. Something bad coming there, boys and girls. I mean, the Biden administration was literally consulting with China uh, before they dipped into the strategic reserve. So China knew before the American people knew that we were not going to have a strategic reserve. We're not going to be in a position to fight a longstanding war if we don't open up our ability to drill and create energy to run and operate our military. We're just going to flounder. We're going to lose. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be worse than embarrassing because the, the people he's messing with, they don't play around. Anyway, Rex... Rex spoke at a forum this past Tuesday in California for the families of those killed during the Biden administration's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. And she recounted a very similar experience with the so-called commander-in-chief, saying, quote, when Joe Biden, our elected president, well, you know, she's being kinder than I would have been. I have yet to acknowledge that he was elected or is currently the president, but anyway. She said, when Joe Biden, our elected president, came into the room, When he approached me, his words to me were, My wife, Jill, and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag-draped coffin. But did you really? Uh, Why why did you bring him home in a flag-draped coffin? He wasn't serving in the military when he died. Why did you drape a flag over his coffin when you were transporting him from the hospital in which he died to whatever location where you decided to 
who perform final whatevers before having the funeral. Did you actually do this, Joe? Was there a flag draped over the coffin of Bo Biden when you brought him home to Delaware? Did you actually do that? Is that a thing that happened? Or is that kind of like marching in for the civil rights or, or being arrested with Nelson Mandela or, or even just writing a damn speech of your own at some point in time? Is that the same way that you did the flag draping? How dare you, Joe Biden? How dare, how dare you walk up to a mother who just lost their child because of your bungling ineptitude? During an action that made the entire world less safe, but cost the lives of men and women in uniform immediately, not even to mention our allies in Afghanistan and the people that had counted on us, people that we had freed from the Taliban for 20 years. There were children who had grown into adulthood who had never been under the thumb of the Taliban, who actually raised in some semblance of freedom, who you just said, eh, screw you. Eh, so what? No big. Whatever. And then you're going to step up to this mother who lost his son and try to pretend like somehow there's an equivalency between Bo Biden's death from cancer and your... Well, let's face facts. You basically murdered... This woman's son. By being an idiot. You, if you were not so well connected in the Democratic Party, if you were not sitting in the Oval Office uh, at least sometime to eat your oatmeal, uh, then you could possibly be charged for manslaughter as a result of this. You have culpability here, Joe. Oh, well, we know how you feel. Ah, we lost our boy, too. Anyway. Back to quoting Miss Rex. My heart started beating faster. And I started shaking. Knowing that their son died from cancer and that they were able to be by his side. Also, wondering how someone could Honestly, sorry, be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours in learning of my son's death. Ms. Rex went on to say that after that moment, she received no further correspondence from Biden. They're probably better off that way, honestly, but you should expect something, I would imagine. No indication that he had even honored her son's death or even spoken his name since he paid the ultimate price for what she believes was a failure of leadership in the final days in Afghanistan. She's not the only one who believes that. First and foremost, it is a fact. There's no question. It is factual. It is honest. It is a failure. But what else can you expect? Because Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. knows nothing about leadership. 
He's never been in a position to actually lead. And he still doesn't now, even though technically he's supposed to be the president. A failure of leadership, again, she's been way more diplomatic and way more kind than Joe Biden deserves. All right, before I get any angrier, let's go ahead and plan for taking the mid-hour break. But before I do that, I want to remind you that the Second Amendment guarantees you the, the protection of your God-given right to defend yourself. Your ability to own and bear arms is guaranteed. It, it's, it's just there. But you know what? It doesn't do you any good to have that right if you're never in a position to carry. So, if you're legally allowed to, you should. And you really shouldn't let things like uncomfortable holsters get in the way of preventing you from doing so. I say that because something that's happened to me. Our friends over at Vanish Holsters, however, they seem to have solved that problem. They have thousands of customers that swear that they're the most comfortable holster ever. And a lot of those same customers will swear that if you start using Vanish Holsters, you'll never stop carrying. Uh, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Now, here's the particulars. They're designed to save you money as well as being the most comfortable holster ever. They save you money by working with almost all semi-automatic handguns, period. You know, sometimes uh, a holster will only fit one or two models. These bad boys, they work with just about everything. And it's also designed to allow you to hold two magazines that you can keep loaded and have there for quick reloads if that's what's necessary. Designed to work without a tactical belt, which sometimes is one of those hidden expenses you don't really think about until after you bought a holster. It's also designed to let you carry in multiple positions, so if you prefer a position that a lot of different belts don't necessarily lend themselves to uh, carrying in, this has got you covered there as well. So, just a few of those things to keep in mind. All I'm saying, go see for yourself, okay? You'll do that by visiting www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now, you want to be sure to include the backslash T-A-P-P because that will automatically activate a $50 discount for you if you decide to purchase anything while you're there. Uh, during the age of Bidenomics, who doesn't need to save money? Now, uh, we've been, I, I've been nudging the, the, uh, the owners there, and we finally got permission. They've extended the $50 discount through to the end of August. So at first, it was going to come to an end at the end of July, and then I managed to get them to extend it for a couple of weeks. So we were looking at like August 15th. Now it's all the way to the end of the month. And I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to keep pushing. Uh, see if we can keep that $50 discount in place even longer. But what would really help, and I know it, if you're going to uh, go purchase it, maybe you don't care that much after you bought it, but gun ownership is kind of a community. We tend to, to have that fellowship, so help your fellow gun owners that don't act now, maybe haven't even heard the show yet, maybe haven't heard the great deals that Vanish Holsters offers, uh, help keep that discount in place 
but going and purchasing now, that helps, gives me a little more credibility when I say, hey, guys, that, that discount's really working. We're bringing more business that way. Let's, let's keep it in place. You guys help me with that by going and making purchases, and therefore you can help other gun owners when they finally get around to doing the same. Am I guilting you any at all? <laughs> anyway, the smart thing to do is to go check it out for yourself. And trust me, this stuff, comfortable, yes. Quality, yes. Vanish holsters, go uh, visit them. That's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Save yourself 50 bucks. Get yourself the most comfortable holster on the planet. It, at least according to thousands of their customers. Okay, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Taya Shumake from homeschoolreadyornot.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap Tap Into the Truth. Because of the ongoing bigotry and bullying of leftists in every single profession, it's time for people with good common sense to fully commit to a parallel economy. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, it's time for a complete parallel economy because the status quo may continue to be potentially deadly even for innocent children in Sydney, Australia, Sydney St. Vincent's Hospital leftist medical staff has issued a death sentence on a 16-year-old girl. Her parents are rightfully concerned because the doctors have demanded their 16-year-old daughter receive coronavirus shots. The girl is being threatened with certain death via medical tyranny as doctors have now refused to give the young lady a life-saving lung transplant because she does not want the shots, which have allegedly caused blood clots in the lungs of many who have been jabbed. Before the tyranny enslaves us all, we must now declare independence from the tyrannical grunts and align ourselves with providential guidance and a parallel independent economy. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. 
Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hi, I'm Andy Berger, founder and chair of Voices Against Trafficking. Check out our website, VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com, for our books and magazines. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. What a beautiful noise coming up from the street. Got a beautiful sound. It's got a beautiful beat. It's a beautiful noise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for staying with me. We're getting in here pretty deep. We're heading into the final segment of today's show. So thank you so much for being here. Remember, support the companies that help support the show. All of our sponsors are getting uh, a lot of positive feedback from you guys and i appreciate it you, you folks are reacting you're you're engaging with them and just keep it up and, and that doesn't necessarily you have to go back and and buy new stuff from them over and over again what i mean is tell your friends if you're having a great experience with those purchases tell your friends if you're having a not so great experience with them uh send me word uh, and let me 
uh, know what's going on so I can try to address it and see what we can do to, to fix things for you. Uh, that, of course, uh, counts for whether you're talking about krill oil supplements, which would be great for you to continuously go back once you're out and buy more because hopefully it's helping you and you're really, really getting the full benefit. Um Maybe you don't need to buy a whole bunch of holsters from Banish Holsters, but you can tell all your fellow gun owner friends that you're having a great experience, and they too can go and use the uh, backslash T-A-P-P uh, part of the website to save themselves 50 bucks. But you know, another one of our sponsors, the first sponsor of the show, the first actual sponsor, not an affiliate, but an actual sponsor, was for Patriots. And Four Patriots is the perfect example of the kind of company that you can keep going back to and keep getting more cool stuff. Uh, first and foremost, I don't know that you can ever have enough of the uh, survival food kits. I mean, they're rated the last 25 years. They taste great. You can break into them occasionally if you've had it for a while and keep the rotation going around. But in the event that you have a long period of time without the ability to go get groceries, the more you have, the better off you're going to be. So I would suggest just start collecting these survival food kits now and keep adding to your collection. It's a good idea. Uh, how can one go about doing that, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked because you can go to 4 com and uh, – once you're there, you can look at everything they've got, but make sure you spend some time placing that order for your survival food kit. Uh, once you've done that, regardless of whatever you're getting, you can use promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, -P, use that at checkout, save you 10% off of everything site-wide, so you can be getting something solar-powered, you can be getting water purification, you can get some of those survival food kits, whatever it is you decided you want, save yourself 10% on the whole order. Uh, go there, do it, uh, don't hesitate, be prepared. When things go sideways, you need to be self-sufficient. 4patriots.com can help you with that. So that's the number 4, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, save yourself a little money. Okay, so now we're heading back to the culture wars, right? It's kind of the balance I try to do. Uh, government overreach here, culture war there. Uh, government stupidity here, culture war again. This story caught my attention because when I just read the headline, I thought maybe this would be a good opportunity for me to be a little contrarian compared to where most conservatives would fall on the question. Uh, the reason... As the headline says, Texas Elementary School fires black teacher after numerous racist tweets against white people go viral. And, you know, there's a reason why you should never assume you know what's going on in this news story based on a headline, right? In fact, you probably should try to get past the first two or three paragraphs. It seems like so few of us do that these days. But based on the headline, I was thinking, well, this is a story where maybe I can kind of make the point of, you know what? I don't care what this person says online in their personal life. As long as whatever they're espousing doesn't show up in the classroom. If you can show up and do your job, 
If your opinions, your personal life opinions, don't affect your professional life, how you go about doing your job, then so what? Big deal. I was really hoping to get to tell you that story. I was really hoping to get to make that statement because, under most circumstances, that is kind of the way I feel. There are very few exceptions to that particular rule. There are some people, however, they're going to say things that are so damaging, so hurtful, so discouraging, so potentially violent, that it does bring into question whether or not they should be around children. Uh, this lady, I think, unfortunately kind of slipped on into that. So after reading more of the story, I don't get to say that directed towards her. I still wanted to say it because, generally speaking, that is how I feel and how I wish more people felt. And it doesn't matter. I, if, if more leftists felt that way, a lot more conservatives wouldn't be facing cancel culture. In fact, if we all agreed to, to behave that way, cancel culture wouldn't exist. Dramatic pause. Cancel culture does exist. But this chick... Well, let's get into the story. And then, if you haven't already heard it, it's pretty obvious why she, in fact, did deserve to be fired. So this teacher at an elementary school in Texas got fired after several racist, anti-white messages on social media was picked up by conservatives and went viral. Miss Danielle Allen taught first grade at Thompson Elementary School, which is in a school district pretty close to Dallas, Texas. When she was, uh, when she posted uh, the missive against white people on social media. Now, it's a bit much. Alan referred to herself as a black supremacist and posted a message implying that she wanted to have her sister's boyfriend killed because he was white. Now, again, if she had left it at, I'm a black supremacist, I could have left this at, okay, well, as long as that doesn't show up in the classroom, I don't care. But then when you start kind of insinuating you want to kill somebody just because they're white, <sighs> quoting here and from one of the messages, I promise I'll help you hide the body. Bring all four of your guns. All four of your guns. I'll help you hide the body. In a video that she posted later, Alan then smiled as she promised to do everything in her power to break up the biracial relationship. Saying, quote, why shouldn't I hate white people? This was in another quote. I enjoy being racist. I'm never changing. She said in another message. This past Monday, she claimed that she had talked to school administrators about the controversy and that they had reassured her that her job was safe. Quoting here, she claims, they laughed and told me to watch what I say, and I'll be good to go. Being a great teacher pays off very well when they know your true self. Again, if that was true, 
this could have been the end of the conversation, but when you're when you're offering to hide bodies, when you're asking people to bring guns, you are getting dangerously close to incitement of violence here. I mean, I still don't think it quite gets to that level, but if this was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, something bad happened to the boyfriend, uh, then I got you back kind of thing. This is a heck of a lot closer than a lot of the things that they want to charge Donald Trump for, claiming that he incited violence. So on Tuesday, the school posted a message saying that Allen was no longer employed at the school and was not eligible for rehire. Uh, quote, Nevertheless, the highly offensive statements posted to her X account, uh, formerly Twitter, do not reflect the values and standards of the school district, and the district condemns them in the strongest terms. Allen has since deleted her social media account and has been removed from the staff directory of the school. Now, again, I don't like the idea of people being punished over things they do or say on social media. But there does have to be limits, and depending on the job you have, you do have to be held accountable. Any and all of her students could have seen that. Any and all of her students could have rightfully presumed that that is a promotion of violence, a promotion of anti-white racism. Now, clearly, that's how she feels, and you know what? It's perfectly okay to feel that way. You can be as anti-white racist as you want to be as long as you acknowledge it's the truth and you know, according to the rules of the left, as long as you don't have institutional power. When you make statements public like that, you are going to bring into question, how are you capable of being an unbiased educator? Truthfully, most school systems, thank goodness this was in Texas, but most school systems really don't care if you're an unbiased educator. They want you promoting the agenda. They want you promoting the narrative. They want you indoctrinating, not educating. This particular school district, however, maybe, again, they were close to Houston. Houston's a little more of a a blue area, but maybe the, the calls for violence were a little too close for comfort for them. Or maybe being outside of Houston, it's more of a red area, and this is more of a case of, common sense prevailing. You can't call for the murder of your sister's boyfriend and expect to get to be a teacher. It's just not a good look. It's not just the racist side effect. It's also you being okay, promoting, endorsing violence to the point of murder. That's a little bit more than just saying, hey, I don't like white people. It's okay for you to not like white people. It's okay for white people to, to not like black people. Racism based on something as stupid as that, it's bad, it's wrong, but 
if that's how you feel, it's how you feel. That in and of itself, your business, as long as you keep it that way. It only becomes a problem either direction when you don't keep it to yourself. When you don't manifest it in a way that doesn't affect others. When you start affecting people because of it. When it starts showing up with how you conduct your life. Then it's a problem. Then it's a negative thing. So just being stupid and being racist Hey, okay, that's you. Go be stupid. Go be dumb. That, that's all. And it is dumb to be racist. It really is. It doesn't matter what direction you're putting it in. Because anybody who's taken the time to get to know another person well enough to either like them or dislike them on an individual basis has figured out that color is not really the deciding factor about another person as to whether or not you like them or whether or not they're good. Color is not the factor. It's never going to be the fact. So being racist, being concerned about skin tone, being concerned about the level of melanin in someone's skin, uh, that's it's just dumb. Let me officially be on the right. Let me remove all question, any doubt. Being racist is stupid. Very smart people do stupid things all the time, though. So don't think because you can cite uh, historical facts and all kinds of data and information to try to support your racism, then it makes it any less dumb. You can use a lot of facts to support some pretty stupid things. It, it is true. But to be an educator, were you really a good teacher there, ma'am? Were you? Were you capable of keeping that out of your classroom? Miss Allen, you, when you were on the clock, were responsible for educating children. Is that what you were doing? First graders, uh, uh, very, very impressionable young people. Were you influencing your black students into hating their white schoolmates? Were you indoctrinating racial biases that they didn't necessarily have to be concerned with? If you were doing those things, then you weren't a very good teacher. Any one of those reasons is a reasonable grounds for termination. You, you should not be allowed to be a teacher if you're espousing racial biases in the classroom. Now, you're going to be able to move to some places like Illinois, New York, California, and get your job right back, and shoot, you'll probably get a raise and get to be uh, a school administrator uh, fast-tracked once they find out what you've done here. It's a shame. It's not something to be proud of. It's not something to be happy about. It's disturbing. It should be disturbing to everyone, not just parents of students and not just people that don't want racism to be the primary focus of the indoctrination. You don't fight racism by being racist. I don't care what Ibram X. Kendi says. And this isn't a matter of white fragility. 
it's a matter of freaking common sense that if you take two and a half seconds to think about, think your way through it, it becomes obvious. So here we are. I don't get to say in this particular case that she shouldn't have been fired. Because she should have. Because no matter how many racist things she said, it's the apparent condoning of violence that's the real issue. I mean, she she creeped right up to incitement. She creeped right up to, to threats. She said, why shouldn't she? She promised she would do everything in her power, which presumably means at some point she might decide to actually commit acts of violence. She does have that power. Don't know that that would have worked out for her like she thinks or expects. But essentially, that's a threat. That's not just a stupid statement online. It is an open threat. Now, the real question for me is that after, after Elon Musk's little promise that he was going to help fight against whoever faces employment punishment because of their activities on X, formerly Twitter, that they're going to help pay uh, legal fees. It'd be interesting to see if she tries to take him up on this because technically this would fall under that same situation, but it's pretty clear that she was violating community standards in the process. I think he needs to make sure that that caveat's included. Uh, I don't think they've changed the community standards enough at X, formerly Twitter, to allow for threats of potential murder, uh, especially based on what even the Biden administration would be forced to admit is pretty much a hate crime by their definition. I really just think it's a crime. that It's not hate crime, just crime. All right, anyway, let's leave things right there. Because otherwise, I'm likely to get into a whole extra hour, and you guys really don't want that. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. Most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Don't forget to tune in for the Friday Night Live show. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern, and you can find us on all those great platforms, all the Vera Networks, K-Star Talk Radio, ZMA Radio, and Liberty Talk FM. See you then. This is Kathy Barnett, the National Grassroots Director for the Vivek 2024 Presidential Campaign, and you're listening to MPAP and Tap Into the Truth.